Uh, hey everyone, it's your girl Bella here with another episode. Today we're going to be talking about living a double life, going from the illicit market to the regulated market. I have my daughter here, Lexi, today with me. Hello, how is everybody doing today? And I'm going to be sharing some stuff that she might not have known about quite yet. So this will be kind of interesting and she'll have the opportunity to ask me some questions along the way, which I don't know that I'll be comfortable answering them all, but here we go. So... Um, I would say my first question is, how did you first come about weed? Like, what was your first experience being around it? Like, So, I'd I'd been around it, you know, growing up, people smoking weed and stuff. But my first real experience was actually with dad in his (laughs) apartment when we first started dating. Mind you, I come from a very traditional Mexican family. And weed was pretty much, you know, up there with heroin. It was just like taboo, forbidden. It was bad. So that's how I grew up. My first experience was he had an apartment, cute little two-bedroom apartment. He was furnishing it. And it was just our little honeycomb hideout where we used to just hang out. And then I show up one day and one of the bedrooms has all this equipment and lights and plants and I just kind of freaked out like oh you didn't you didn't think like oh maybe it's HVAC stuff or like oh no I knew that he was growing weed oh shit (laughs) (laughs) and you know I kind of tried to play it cool but you know I was kind of a square at the time and I was laying there and I just middle of the night said I can't sleep here somebody's (laughs) gonna kick our door down we're gonna go to prison for the rest of our lives I have kids Like, I don't even know if I could date you. It was just, it was bad. And he, like, really had to stop and question himself whether he wanted to continue growing or not because he really wanted to date me. Damn. Fast forward years and years later. A decade. (laughs) We had multiple operations, and the two of us were doing it together, and we were, you know, growing and trimming and doing all the good stuff together. But we were definitely living a double life because... We have five kids and, you know, being good role models was extremely, by the way, (laughs) was extremely important. And so, you know, during the day we were, you know, dad was a football coach. I was the team mom. You guys did softball and soccer and cheerleading and all the kids had perfect attendance awards. (laughs) So, you know, when people think about, you know, growers or people in the illicit market, they probably think of, you know, some pretty scary looking, you know, people, but we were actually you know pretty good members of our community we were contributing people in society paid our taxes owned properties had you know businesses and jobs but this is just something that we really believed in and and wanted to grow the plant because we believed in it so that's kind of how we went about but we didn't want we knew that it was illegal so we didn't want to expose you know any of the kids to it and there were there were still times where I felt uh that it was a little taboo. I didn't want, you know, the kids to, to smell it or see it. And so we definitely kept it under wraps for a long time. Literally under wraps. <laughs> yeah, literally under wraps. And so um, as a matter of fact, uh, I, I had trouble sleeping. I have really, really bad insomnia. And, you know, dad put me on to, to edibles and so started making our own edibles. And I was always scared that the kids were going to get into my edibles. So <laughs> I would bring the cookies home and I would wrap them in paper towels and I would stick them in Ziploc bags and I would label the bags, you know, pig's feet or chicken liver. It had to be some shit that I know the kids uh, would never in a million years uh, touch. Uh, I'd toss that to the left. Where are the popsicles at? <laughs> I didn't have to worry about them touching that because I know they weren't eating either pig's feet or chicken liver. So that's kind of how I kept it I under like, wraps. That's the Mexican 
and shit and for so, sure. <laughs> they never knew that, you know, that was mommy's medicine. And, and I did that for a really long time. And I think it wasn't until just maybe the last year or two that I actually told them what the pig's feet and chicken liver actually were. Yeah, that was a, I was like, what? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so, you know, as, as, you know, dad was really the grower. He's the one that has the green thumb. I really don't have the green thumb but you can just organize and like orchestrate shit like you're really good at that so just the two great minds alike and it's very powerful yeah we were we were, we were definitely a dynamic duo but I was out you know dad was really good at the growing part but I was uh I always did the the processing from the point that he would harvest you know I would go in there and I would check it we would you know uh cut it down and cure it and dry it and I was in charge of trimming and when the operation got you know too big for just the two of us to handle because we realized that it's not a good idea for it take us two months to trim a batch because we're so busy with five kids oh, right so then we brought in other trimmers and that's where I really started to develop my process and understand that you know, you want to make sure that no one's stealing from you. You want to make sure that when you turn around that stuff's not coming up missing. You also want to be able to you know dad hits crunching numbers i'm a number cruncher mm-hmm. so i want to know out of this harvest how much should we spend she on nutrients like doing anything other than growing <laughs> right so <laughs> i was a number I've cruncher and i ain't doing it <laughs> well you know how much did we spend on this run and then how what was the final product so you know what, what's the profit margin that was always my thing so that's kind of how i developed the process to you know assigning each trimmer and logging everything and it was kind of like the paperwork without the paperwork um, and that's kind of how I, I started to develop my process. And then I started to do it for other people. So then we would go around and I would trim because, you know, our trim job was really, really good. It made it impeccable. look really good. Impeccable. But then also they just really appreciated the process and uh, the integrity behind our work. And, you know, nothing ever came up missing. So that's kind of how, uh, kind of how we got started. You got a good... So we always tried to keep keep it a secret. Obviously, you can smell when dad came home and he was a smoker and I didn't really smoke too much. It was just kind of once in a while. But I did like to, to you know, puff on his cartridge once in a while and, and vape. And I remember the, the <laughs> first time that you saw me smoke. I think this is, I'll, I'll tell the story. Okay. So this is the first time I ever knew that my mom smoked weed. I was shook. Family beach day, we're all, you know, laying out Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz. <laughs> and my dad had the pen, and I guess he was just puffing on it, blowing it, trying to be slick. And my mom grabs it. She literally is laying next to me, like diagonally above me, and she's just looking down at me, puffs that shit, and blows it right in my face. And I'm shook, like, my mom's really with the shits. She just fucking smoked that. It's like, damn. <laughs> and ever since then, I was like, wow. Like, I think you were <laughs> you were already 18 at the time. 18, 19, I believe. I was, yeah, I was like, I was 18. Yeah, 18, so you were already an adult. And I said, you know, this is who I really am. You already love me. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was great because it made our relationship so much closer. So what was your your first experience around weed my first experience around weed am I gonna get in trouble for this <laughs> no actually uh, wait maybe I do want to hear that I was like, what's your first experience uh, 
realizing that we were living a double life and that we were growing weed? Oh. Um, we just got back from somewhere. It was like a long ass road trip, but I remember we pulled into the driveway and I like woke up in the back seat and I was like, did we move? Like, what, what house is this? And, and then my parents just looked at each other and then I was like, mm. they turned around and they're like, well, Lexi, we're, we're going to tell you, um, this is our house. And I'm like, what do you mean our house? They're like, we'll, we'll show you. We walk inside and I just smelled that smelly smell. And I was like, oh. And then they gave me a tour and I realized this was the, um, what were you calling it? A the growth facility. <laughs> The treehouse. But you had a but you had a much a, a better name earlier. Um, we called it Trey's house because I used to say that our undercover word for going over there to work was the treehouse, and then we thought that's a little too obvious, so then we called it Trey's house. So then Dad had a secret friend called Trey that no one ever met and knew about. <laughs> but his name was Trey. We're going to Trey's house. That's so funny. How come Trey never came to our house? Because we're always working at his house. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, that was I do remember that. That was your first experience. We just decided, you know what? It's time. She's a grown-up now. And then like a week or two later, we're like trimming or like bucking or doing some shit. And me and my mom are sword fighting with the fucking stems and the, the branches, branches and shit. <laughs> it was after we harvested and we hung everything and it was like the the branches that were coming out of the pot. Yeah, we were high shit, dabbing it up in the kitchen like... Yeah, good times, good times. So that's exactly how we were living a double life and then we let our oldest in on the secret. But the rest of the kids didn't find out until probably like, two years ago when it went legal and I started my business and dad was growing and he ended up you know being the master grower of a like 90,000 square foot facility so we didn't really let the rest of the kids in on it until it was legal and we were you know doing it under LLCs and shit Uh, right you got an EIN (laughs) when we could no longer really go to jail for it is when we let the rest of the kids in um so I think it was pretty uh surprising to them but it it took them a while to adjust too because you know it was the war against drugs say no to weed they're you know going to school and the dare program is telling them to say no to drugs and say no to weed and then you know here we are with these operations and so it took them a little while to to get used to it and sometimes you know i'd I'd finish up you know this is after i I went legal was the the word that i was looking for earlier (laughs) i would leave you know one of my you know clients licensed facilities but you know i would smell and i'd go you know pick up one of the boys from school and then mom your car smells pull over park somewhere far away yeah yeah they, they they didn't like when i would show up smelling and i didn't even realize i smelled just because i'd been around it all day it didn't seem like i smelled but i guess i did so so as i mentioned before you know i grew up in a very traditional mexican household and you know no drugs drugs were bad and so in addition to hiding it from the kids, I was also hiding it to my parents, which always lived like either across the street or down the street oh, or around goodness. the corner. My parents were never too far away because they wanted to be close to the grandkids. 
So sneaking around behind my parents was just a whole other thing. But I do remember when I first told my dad, my dad's like the cool guy, you know, my dad was like hippie, you know, stained glasses, motorcycle, you know, riding kind of guy. But now he's, you know, in his 60s. But he was always the, the, the cool, the cool dad. He's the first one that I told my mom is super square, super strict, um, you know, cares about what everybody thinks and cares about what the neighbors are saying about her. And so when I first told my dad, I told him because I thought that he might like it and I could teach him how to trim, you know, make a little extra money. And there's a facility in San Jose, actually a really big facility client that I had and I needed a bunch of people. So I said, you know, dad, this is what I'm doing. This is what I've been doing. And so he had to go get background checked. <laughs> and I remember we were at the police department and they were fingerprinting him. And, and I said, oh, yeah, you know, this, by the way, this, this is my dad, my father. I'm, I'm letting him in on the business, on the scoop. Mm-hmm. And the lady asked him, so, dad, what do you think about your daughter being in the industry? And my dad stood up so straight to take his picture. And he said, this shit is hella cool. <laughs> he was so proud. That was not what I expected. And he took his picture to this day. I remember he was just cheesing so big. And we left after that and had lunch. And it was just such a weight off my shoulders to really be able to tell my dad, you know, what I was doing. This was in San Jose. And so, yeah, that was two years ago. Um, And then, you know, but then it was like a secret, you know, that we weren't telling my mom. And I wasn't comfortable with that for too long. And so I had to kind of break it to her, which, you know, at first she wasn't okay with it. But then, you know, she ended up getting with with the game, too. So she got background checked and she was over there working. My mom's a gardener. She loves, you know, roses is her plant. But she loves being in the garden. So then I brought them both in. And um, it was funny because they were they were so fast and they were so good that they were actually the example. My client would tell everyone, we want you guys to trim like them. They bucked like really good and they were fast and they're funny. And and they would play music and they would joke around and tell jokes. And, you know, everyone just loved being around my parents. It was so funny. I never thought I'd, you know, see the day when my parents were working in a licensed facility you know, working around Indeed. mountains and mountains of weed. I just never thought I'd see the day, you know. So it was really awesome to be able to, to share all of that with them and no longer live a double life and be able to share with them, you know, just uh, not just, you know, the medicinal side of it, but also, you know, the money that we were making to be able to share the wealth and to teach them a new skill and to evolve the business from there. Because, you know, then from there we did the um, we incorporated the heating and air conditioning business into it. And, you know, there's, you know, other things that we'll talk about on other episodes, but it was just really cool to to come out from, you know, the shadows and into the light and to share it with our family so that we no longer have to label things it's pig's feet and chicken great. liver. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining and we will chat with you next week. Good night.